these are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Little Giants. And don't forget to come show your support at the pep rally this evening before the football game. Welcome to the Retro Club. <laughs> We're your hosts, <laughs> Megan. And John, what the business. Oh, well, I forgot go. where we were. So, <laughs> uh, it's another episode, another week. Another and good episode. Thanksgiving's over. Yes. A good Thanksgiving, too. But we had fun, I think, with our Thanksgiving episodes. I really did, too. I loved doing son-in-law. Oh, yeah. And planes, trains, and automobiles was surprisingly heartfelt. I wasn't expecting that. Really? With John Candy and Steve Martin, yeah. That's a a good movie. To me. Well, before we jump in, let's catch up and see what what's what's new. Yeah, what's been going on? Well, we just watched Clerks Three, which been out for a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Movie was great. Yeah. Also, like out of nowhere sad yes really heartfelt movie it was a really like a coming to terms movie great way to end that trilogy honestly yeah i don't know if he ever intended it for it to be a trilogy or was it just kind of like i think he was just going with it like he would just come up with an idea for what to do as he was getting older and then viewing it as them getting older yeah if you are a fan of like the Clerks franchise or Kevin Smith's movies, it was nice. It was nice I like way Kevin to Smith. wrap it up. It was really not sad. all of his movies. Let me take that back. I like his movies with his key players. Okay. See, I don't know. I'd have to really sit down and look at the movies he has because I feel like the one that I first remember really seeing was Dogma. Yeah, that would make sense for how old you are. Like for me, it'd be Clerks, Mallrats. Uh, Chasing Amy, Clerks 2, Dogma, Silent Bob Strike Back. Well, you couldn't have seen all of those first. You got to pick one. I'm just saying the ones that I saw. The first one I saw was Clerks. No. See, I skipped over all that. I ended up watching it later. That movie kind of made the the 90s generation the 90s generation, honestly. The people at MTV pushed that movie hard. They interviewed them for all kinds of stuff. They did... Started switching to black and white intros for stuff. Mm-hmm. Clerks was a phenomenon in the 90s. Hmm. Yeah. It's probably going to be a bonus episode, obviously. At least Clerks 3 because... For sure. I would definitely love to talk about it. Yeah. We don't want to put it on our daily episodes, but working on that Patreon content and maybe it'll make it on there. I feel like it will. It will. Yeah. That's one I'm... I think... Because we haven't liked any movies that have come out this year, and I really like that movie. I haven't watched a ton of movies that have come out this year. I have a list of movies I'd like to see. I just know that you aren't keen on watching them, so I'm going to have to watch them by myself. (laughs) It's just whenever I get a chance to get around to that. Well, the one we were anticipating, we were disappointed with, so. Which one? What do you mean, which one? Oh, Halloween Ends. Yes. Yeah, that's true. 
That one kind of sucked. That's yeah. okay. And I don't care to see another superhero movie. No. I mean, we've talked about that endless. Yeah, endlessly, really. Yeah. I was never big into superhero movies anyway. Like, some of them are okay to watch just as one-offs, but I don't get into the universe. That is way beyond anything I'm interested in. Right. It's... I don't know. I don't like that they're making sure that superheroes get rebooted every 10 years. That's a thing now. Or finding random comic book characters and giving them their or like just a a little character in one of the main lines and making their own yeah i don't know whatever but it's still fall kind of we're we're slowly moving into winter 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 soldier we are (laughs) to kind of stick with the fall theme i guess just want to keep it with football yeah we've talked about it before is football and so we've decided to cover a, a football movie. Very heartfelt movie. I think it's as big of, for both of our childhoods, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mine especially. I remember when my mom got it on VHS. Yeah. Because I don't ever remember even seeing a trailer for it. I remember that clamshell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was 1994's Little Giants. Mm-hmm. Family-friendly movie. This Very family-friendly. For, for everyone. Family friendly. What did I say? Friendly family? It's about the same. I don't know what you said. (laughs) Um, And yes, it did come out in 1994, October 14th, 1994. Yes. So very close to my birthday. You know what's crazy? I kind of for a while when I was a kid thought this was a Disney movie. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, Disney in the 90s, they just could not miss. Yeah. Literally everything that came out. If it was a sports movie, I just thought it was Disney. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I oh, as a kid, I assumed everything was Disney, too. Right. Like Anastasia. Love that movie. It's animated. Yes, that's a good, that's it's a good call. It's not Disney. <laughs> She's not a Disney princess. But yeah, we'll go ahead and I guess jump into this movie then. So came out in 1994. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Dwayne Dunham. Also the writer. Yeah. And I have no idea what else they've done. I'm not familiar with that name. Uh, he was a big uh, wig with uh, commercial writing, and I believe he wrote for ESPN even. Oh. So he's a sports guy in, right. real, in real life. Okay, well, that's fun. That's interesting. But it was distributed by Warner Brothers. Yes. So. Well, that makes some sense, because I could consider them number two, I guess. Mm-hmm. And to Disney. I'll give you, do you want the synopsis first or should we go into like cast and then hit you with, I'll give you some of the cast and then yeah, we'll, go ahead. so you kind of know who you're working with in this movie. There is Shauna Waldron, who I couldn't tell you a ton that she's been in. That's Becky. She's that's our main. Icebox. That's Icebox. Yes. Yeah. She was a crush growing up, man. Yeah. I had crushed on her hard. She's like, I think a year or two older than me. I could always check and see. Let's find out. She's 40. Yeah, she's a little bit older than you. Yeah. She's been in The well, American she, President. Yes. I've heard of that one. Uh, a With, few horror movies. Yeah. Which is weird. But Her nothing I've really heard of. Her crew died the 90s. Just, just say it for what it is. But she did act <laughs> alongside Devin Sawa. You love you some Devin Sawa. Which is one of my crushes. Yes. Except he plays Junior. 
<sighs> Why is his name got to be Junior? A lot of people have the name Junior. I mean, like Cool Runnings. Junior Bevel. He's also one of my other, around this time frame, he's in, I really like him in Casper. Yes. I liked him in Now and Then, which I don't know if you've watched that movie yet. I've talked no, to I liked him in Idle Hands. Okay. I've not seen that. That's I recognize the the album cut or the, like the movie cover, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, he, Final Destination, of course, mm-hmm. that scarred an entire generation <laughs> oh man and we just saw him in that chucky tv and that's show. what i was gonna say Yuck. he was just in the new chucky tv show which was the biggest letdown we only watched what two episodes maybe three i think we might have got started on the third and just turned that shit off it was bad i can't believe devin sawa got wrapped up in that i can't either i like devin sawa he was just like a second fiddle uh guy though mm. at least for me i I guess. He wasn't bigger than guys like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I knew you were going to bring up Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which they've also it, acted together in yes. movies. Yeah. They did a serious movie together, even. It was, uh, I just saw it, it was Wild America. Mm-hmm. Came out in 97. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it, but I do, again, I recognize the... That won't be the only time I bring up JTT, either. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll come up often i'm sure i always liked him i i was a big fan of his movies and i loved home improvement so yeah well going through the rest of the cast we mm-hmm. got rick moranis oh love, he was america's dad yeah and then when did he bow out of uh acting acting this came out uh, in 94 probably like late 90s early 2000 mm, no he did it right with his next movie big bully that was his last one yeah well, hmm. until he did the voice acting for the Brother Bear movies. Oh, okay. Um, then you've got Ed O... Oh, I'm sorry. Rick Moranis plays Danny O'Shea. Mm-hmm. And then Ed O'Neill, who plays his older, older brother, brother, Kevin O'Shea. Ed O'Neill was perfect for this movie. Unfortunately, yes. And he was red hot <laughs> at the time, too. I mean, he was on Married with Children, and he was in the uh, Wayne's World movies. So. Oh. I don't he actually, I've, honestly, he was in a lot of movies during that time, early '90s. In the '90s, uh, yeah, he was he was everywhere. He was in Dutch. I which love we Dutch. We just talked about. He was in Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, he's the guy that owns the video store, or he owns the video game store. Oh, okay. Hmm. He was also in Finding Dory, and Modern Family. I don't know. I just yeah, pulled up some Modern of his Family's stuff. his show. That's right. Yeah, I guess I've never. I've seen very little of it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big Ed O'Neill guy. Super random. His daughter, uh, the littlest daughter, is mm-hmm. Alexa Vega, by the way. Like that same Alexa Vega? Like Spy Kids. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Repo the Genetic Opera for all, like, two of you that know what that is. <laughs> right. And wasn't she also, isn't she also uh, a Marvel hero? Um. Or am I wrong? I could be wrong. I don't know if you're thinking of the right person then, because when you look her up, the first thing that comes up is all the Spy Kids. Right. I remember those, but I thought she was like linked to Disney somehow with uh, Marvel, but I could be wrong. Not that I'm aware of. Some of those names, they just get like just weaved in with other names. So mm-hmm. I just forget. Yeah. Um, then it just starts listing some of the other kids, which the most notable list when you look up the cast mm-hmm. is Sam Horgan, who plays Spike. Spike. Who looks so different now. He looks like such a bro. <laughs> he grew up. Um, 
Todd Bosley, who plays Jake, the boy in the bubble. <laughs> I, I like him. Kid. You know, forever I thought he was Rick Moranis' kid. I could, and you know what? It has them side by side when you look at them. And they, and they look alike. He even dresses <laughs> <They> like <do. laughs> him. I wondered how much that kid would have changed. He kind of grew up exactly the way I thought he would grow yeah. up. Two other people in this movie. Uh, you had the mom that we taught, bring up all the time, Mary Ellen Trainer. Yes, that's who I was. There she is. She plays Karen, the mom. And there's Steve Entman, Ent- Entman uh-huh. who's a football player. He hangs out in there. And you've got a couple other football players. Emmett Smith. Love Emmett Smith. You had... Um, oh. Holy crap. John Madden. John Madden, of yeah. Course. The bet. Best coach ever. Coached my Raiders. Um, yeah. A couple of the football play because who were they playing? It was the It was the Cowboys versus the Giants. No, who was the bus? What team actually? Oh, it was the Madden team? bus. Okay, so they weren't just no, they weren't no, no, for no. any they, particular like, team. Oh, Bruce Smith was on that bus, Emmett Smith. Yeah. Um I was trying to go through and see who the Right. They I'm had trying listed. to think of who the players were. There were four of them. Bruce Smith, Emmett Smith. Um, Edmund and there's another guy I can't remember who it was doesn't have them listed if they're on here so they didn't want listed I don't know <laughs> I don't know why uh, was, was there psyched. anyone else that you wanted to throw oh yeah the uh, Mark Holton was in it from Teen Wolf and uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure who did he play he was Chubbs oh, in okay. Teen Wolf and he was uh, Francis oh yeah he plays one one of the random fathers in it, uh, just out of the blue. Heck yeah, I forgot about that. It doesn't even have him listed here, but yeah, he's yeah, in there too. Crazy. But anyway, that's most of the cast. The rest is just a bunch of little kids, the parents that you see for a minute. Um, that's really the bulkier cast is children. Yeah. And that's Rick Moranis hanging out with them. Rick Moranis, America's father. All right, so let me hit you with the synopsis of what this movie is about. We've told you about football and children, so let's see what (laughs) they have to say about it. I'm ready. This says, Ever since childhood, nerdy Danny O'Shea has felt inferior to his brother Kevin, a former college football star. Accurate. Danny runs a gas station while Kevin coaches the local youth football team. When Kevin's team rejects Danny's daughter, Becky, because she's a girl course becky convinces her dad to start a rival team though the city can support only one yeah you can only have one team to prove himself against his brother danny begins coaching his team of misfits for a playoff game yeah it was a showdown but they didn't bring up o'shea chevrolet that's what the whole climax of the movie hinges on well that's i mean it just gives you the quick synopsis they don't have to name drop anything like that they should have that's just the story behind the it's movie. Not a, not a terrible synopsis. We've had worse. No, it wasn't too bad. So it was made on a budget of $20 million at the time. What? Really? Yes. $20 million, which in today's money came up to about, I think it was $47.2 million. A little over double. Okay. That's still crazy. I would not have expected that. Like, I don't see Rick Moranis or Ed O'Neill getting that kind of money. Well, they didn't get that kind of money because uh, the box office only brought in $19.3 million. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember the movie ever being like featured on anything. Mm-hmm. I think I, the only time I ever saw it was like a random trailer on another movie. Yeah, probably. Probably like The Sandlot or something like that. Yeah. So for $19.3 million, that came up to about 
million in today's money. That sucks because it's a fun movie. Yeah. Great kids movie. Yeah, it didn't quite make its money back, which sucks. It almost broke even, but... I remember more people owning it on VHS than anything else, though, so... Oh, yeah. And that movie is super hard to get on media that's not VHS. You know, with kids' movies, I understand that they can kind of come off, like, silly or, I don't know, stupid, I guess. Right. But Rotten Tomatoes gave this 36%. People don't... (laughs) This generation of people that get on Rotten Tomatoes, they want to shit on everything. That's why I don't follow Rotten Tomatoes for anything. I don't either. I just like, thought that was... Because I feel like it's harder to crap on a kid's movie because you do expect kind of like that innocence that way, though, silliness. They get on Rotten Tomatoes. They want to sit there and nitpick a kid's movie. Come right. on. <laughs> like you get on, get on like IMDb. It's going to give you a more accurate reading. Why? Because it's every person giving it a rating. Well, they gave it a 6.4 out of 10. That's better than a 38%. Yeah, so, man. So, yeah, they're... Uh, that was Icebox driving by on the moped. It, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, everyone's just like, man, it's okay, I guess. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. It's in my sports movie collection. And that was one of the first movies I tried to get on VHS, or non-VHS, on DVD, once DVD really started hitting. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay, well. Well, you know me. I have a big collection I, a of sports huge movie movies. collection, yes. It's one thing people comment on every time they come over is our movie, your movie collection. Our, our movie. It's ours. Okay. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Don't try to villainize me. I, it's mostly yours. Not really. It has plenty of DVDs and stuff that are yours. Yeah. There are, <laughs> there are a bunch that I like that's in that collection. All right. That's fine. We love Empire Records. Yes, that is but one I, movie, John. But I would never remember to buy it. You were the one that was like, we need to get that. And I was like, you're right. That's true. Well, we can jump in the movie now, I think. Yeah. So it initially opens up in a flashback. Yes, to Danny and Kevin. Kevin as kids. Uh, just going to go play a simple game of pickup. Mm-hmm. Just a regular, just tossing the ball around maybe six on six game yeah nothing big and of course they gotta pick their teams and kevin and towers over danny i say i can't, i don't know what the age difference is but danny is either really scrawny or kevin is really big yeah like you could definitely tell one's gonna be a jock and one's gonna be a brain mm-hmm. just by looking at him especially during that time because <laughs> now it's you don't have like the like the hipster thing where like people wear like the big boxy rim glasses and stuff mm-hmm. that's really hard to point out now like oh, in this yeah. movie you can tell right away danny's gonna be really smart yeah because if you're wearing box glasses and cuff jeans you mm-hmm. probably sell cbd gummies to <laughs> <laughs> you definitely own half of a vape shop <laughs> probably are you gonna use this for weed what i just need to know so I can sell you what you need to you be able to handle that. You could put your weed in this. <laughs> right. People don't know this, but you can put your weed in there. Gosh, that's so funny. It's true. That was good, Megan. Nerds are today, It's that's how the dress, I guess I should say. Yes. Because it was vibe. like 1960-something was the flashback, and then it says 30 years later. Right. And now we're in today's, because then you get to see them do this pickup game where Danny does not get picked. Yeah, which is kind of sad, so... And his brother's kind of a jerk about it. He's like, well, better luck yeah, next time. You, don't worry about it. You'll see it my way one day. 
Yeah, like... And he wrote his whole life off of that freaking line. Don't worry, you'll see it my way. Yeah. Then it flashes back 30 years but to present day. Present also, day. like, it's really, it's really kind of bad because... You know, he didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. And then what's he do? He sees the girl that like a like he's got this huge crush on and she's really just a cute young girl. Mm-hmm. So That's he just right. fakes an injury. Yeah. Poor kid, man. That's <laughs> embarrassing. But well, I mean, when it flashes to present day, it's not that. Yes, technically, by just general standards, Kevin has excelled in life. He got to be right. a football star. Like, and yeah, he got to go around looking like a. He just looks like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like young Kevin in that movie. He just looks, he looks like a cowboy. Danny looks like a short version of like, <laughs> like Buddy Holly. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. But they're both business owners. So mm-hmm. Kevin owns a O'Shea, O'Shea Chevrolet. Chevrolet and Danny bought the local gas station mm-hmm. and does uh, town the, landmark. Mm-hmm. And it's a service station, gas station. And Danny takes care of that. Uh, I don't know. Service. I don't know if his wife left him or if she died, but it's just him and his daughter Becky. It's really hinted at, like either she left. Yeah. Like the way Danny says it is, you know, she just took off on him. Maybe. But it could make sense. That could be accurate. But then Kevin is also married with two daughters, and yeah, he got Mary Ellen Trainer too. Yeah. <laughs> She's like the every mom. She is. She's a great mom in every movie that she plays a mom in too. I, I want to count how many times she's played a mom in a movie because <laughs> it it's all starts with Goonies for me. Several. Uh, so, I mean, I think they both are doing well for themselves for what they yeah. have. But of course, but Kevin's doing so much better than Danny. Right. That's that's the point they're trying to make is that Kevin lives in this very nice house with his perfect children and his that, perfect wife. In that and, neighborhood. Yeah. Like a subdivision type neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Just white picket fence and his house is like a three-story not even a two-story but it opens up with football tryouts mm-hmm. and so it's kind of mirrored from them when they were kids versus now he's kevin is doing the youth football peewee football yeah. whatever for the the town and all these kids are trying out including danny's daughter becky and at this time it's all about kevin is a local legend yeah in this town so he's like a like every town has a god figure, someone that was insanely good at some sport mm-hmm. in their town. That's what Kevin is. Yeah, they've put his name on the water tower. It's home of Kevin O'Shea. And yeah, and it was supposed to have their names on it. Yeah, it just says football legend. That's Kevin's O'Shea. doing, though. You know it is. Yeah. He's got a freaking ego. Yeah. So, of course, you have the super mean bully kid the annoying kid i hate him i don't even With know the bowl what cut yes gotta have a bowl cut on him really awful laugh the 90s. where he's just like dogging on all the little kids or the heavy set kids he was and really Becky. big for 11 it's weird he has no torso <laughs> kind of like yeah. when you see him later when he's in the actual football gear uh jersey and everything mm-hmm. he has and like pads. no torso <laughs> i noticed <laughs> so there's that bully 90s bully <laughs> With a bowl cut. Uh, but yeah, they're all trying out. And he's just giving all the, the misfits crap because they're not, they don't stand a chance. And Kevin knows it, but like <laughs> he lets them try out just for comic relief. And I you guess. can definitely tell right off the bat who's going to be good and who's not. Oh, like yeah. You have the runt kid that runs really hard, but it looks like he's just going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You have Zoltek who's just 
grunting. He's like, uh, uh, uh. oh, the wheezing. <laughs> Got using his freaking helmet as a lunchbox. Oh my god! Had a freaking PB and J in that. Not even in a bag. He was just sitting in there loose. Ugh. They took it, didn't they? And mashed it. He's like, my mom ate that. Yeah, he just slammed it back in the kid's helmet. <laughs> and then he, Kevin just, he just knows this kid's like, he ain't got it. He's mm-hmm. like, they're like, got some Cheetos in here. And he's like, crunch your puff. Puff. <laughs> wimp. He calls the kid a wimp. <laughs> For having puff Cheetos. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't handle on his baby teeth, I guess. Well, to no one's surprise, all the jock kids made it and... Right. And then the girl, Icebox, who is the key athlete, she is a really good football player. Mm -hmm. Even Kevin's wife says it when Danny shows up and asks how, because he was working and he asked how tryouts were going. Even Mm -hmm. Kevin's wife says she's the best one out there. Right. And he won't pick her solely because she's a girl. And he's like, girls don't play football. Sorry. (laughs) And Kevin's wife's name is Karen. Yes, I know. (laughs) Which, I mean, kind of defeats that purpose of that name. She is not a Karen. She's she is wonderful. not. She's very sweet. She was nice. She, I mean, throughout the whole movie, she tells her husband he's wrong. She tells Kevin that he made a mistake and yeah, he and needs to give a her a chance. Yeah. She doesn't have a problem, but the the problem is that Kevin is just so macho and ultra masculine that he can't get over that mental hurdle of girls aren't supposed to play sports. I also think it's his own ego. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's necessarily like like him being sexist or anything like that. I think his mm. his wife challenged him hard at the dinner table. You remember that? Yeah, but she was took... talking about how women can cure disease, become scientists, and, but they can't play football. And Kevin's like, "Exactly." Right. He's a guy that's always got to be right. So he might have even been at one point even maybe thinking about changing his mind until someone pushed him his ego. I guess he's still sexist. Sorry. I mean, up until the end, he finally gets a redeeming quality at the end, but he's sexist. He is. It's just, I, yeah, because, and we'll talk about it a little bit later when he essentially sabotages Becky and I never know. I don't know. I don't know if I see it as sabotage. Well, of course the Danny feels bad for his kid. he, she's defeated once again she doesn't make it but she continues to try out so she has heart she doesn't give up on yeah, that yeah she's no shay and that's when <laughs> danny gets uh he's tired of seeing her kind of be treated the way that he was treated and the whole thing is is like becky got pushed by those kids that's why she even said they're going to have their own team her the dad didn't even know yet mhm and they come up with a plan to make their own football team and then kevin who gets called out in front of like the mayor and the town elders that have a say in anything goes on in their town mm-hmm. they're like one town one team yeah and then he sees his brother walk in and he's like huh he must have won against me because obviously i didn't pick his daughter so then he's like so you're trying to embarrass me in front of everybody mm-hmm. and then that's when he drops that line I, th- I knew you'd see it my way. Yeah. That was it. Danny had enough. That's his line through the whole movie. Kevin's line through the whole movie. And yeah, Danny finally stands up for himself and he says, no, I don't see it your way and we're going to beat you. And yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So he goes around and recruits all the misfit kids who mm-hmm. 
never got picked in football or wouldn't kids that weren't even interested in football. <laughs> that one like kid. The one kid was a cowboy. Yeah, he doesn't want to play football. Horse. He's never seen football. Doesn't yeah. doesn't care. And he's like, cool. You can you can play on our team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the kid that has the dad that's never home. Yeah. He's just kind of alone. Mm-hmm. They invite him in. Uh, you had the little kid that was just kicking a ball, but he had a hell of a leg on him. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All these kids that they're good at one thing, but they can't really grasp the other parts of, right. <laughs> of football. He gets them all together and um, he's determined to to train them and get them ready for this football game. And <laughs> in the meantime, you get uh Icebox and some of the other kids that are out Jake like kid. Uh, the, oh, <laughs> he shows this. I guess he shows up first, first and practice. then yeah, the mom shows up with him, and he's just so tiny, man. <laughs> His bowl cut is huge, but he is tiny. She said she laid on her back the entire For pregnancy. If I rolled over, he could have got hurt. <laughs> I would have lost him. <laughs> he was born like one, one pound. pound and five ounces or something. My God! In the, the NICU for six weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah, he was in the first six weeks of his life. He was in an incubator. Oh my God! But she thinks football is just what he needs to get out there. Right. <laughs> it it, it'll make him better. The CGI snot bubble is that bothers gross. you to this day, doesn't it? Yes. Look, watching it back in the nineties, it didn't look that fake. I thought it was legit. Watching it now, man, it's so fake and still gross. <laughs> yeah, you, it's. That's a lot high def. <laughs> yeah. They never thought they would get the technology would get this far that quick. Yeah. So everyone is enamored with this scrawny <laughs> child with glass bones. <laughs> Can't do anything. Um, not even real glass. It's like sugar glass. Oh, Lord. Like insanely flexible. <laughs> and easily breakable. Um, but he's quick witted. He does have some good one liners that mm-hmm. I still quote to this day. Yes, in this you do. Movie. <laughs> Him and the chubby kid, which the only thing I really <laughs> say of his is you rang. <laughs> I love Zoltek. I do that all the time. You rang. <laughs> <laughs> or um later when they talk about getting them their jerseys with their names on it and the death shots. No, the kid with the glasses when he's yeah. like, so the more can, can identify, identify the, the bodies. bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's a you line if there ever was. I do say that one. Somehow I managed to sneak that into everyday conversation <laughs> too often. <laughs> yeah, it's uncanny in some way. <laughs> but so now we have most of the team and the, the best player by far is Icebox mm-hmm. and... You get I, to meet... I think they're still recruiting. The kids are going out recruiting. Yeah, they don't have a full team yet. They still have plenty of time. Yeah. Like, Hot Hands sees a, like someone throwing toilet paper into a yeah. cart. The kids go to the grocery store, which I don't understand. We see... This is where we meet Devin Sawa. And he yeah, is... Yeah, the heartthrob. In one of the aisles, throwing toilet paper down the aisle into a cart at the other end nice arm and they're he's doing this right in front of like the cash registers why are they letting him do this because he's not even being quiet he's talent, like Megan. he's yelling and stuff <laughs> and throwing this uh, and he throws one of the freaking uh, rolls of paper or rolls of toilet paper and uh hot hands catches it because before that he couldn't catch a thing couldn't right. even catch a cold I, that hot hands was obviously a an ironic name yeah for him. 
Yeah, hand, it should have been hands of stone. Yeah, but I I didn't understand that. Why are they just letting him get away with this? Throwing toilet paper in the middle. Don't ruin. Of, okay, whatever. <laughs> the scene, Megan. <laughs> well, for the first time ever, Icebox Box realizes she has a crush on this kid. While she's or eating on a powdered boy. donuts, which I would have been doing the same thing. Her face <laughs> <the> covered, <laughs> covered in powdered donut. What a hunk. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you laid eyes on Devin Saul. Yeah. <laughs> Eating donuts <laughs> in an alley wearing a vest and a backwards hat. <laughs> Just peeking through. <laughs> Just seeing, I see Devin Sawa. What a hunk. <laughs> um, oh, man. What else did she say? What? This uh, isn't supposed to like boys. Except, except that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> also me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, yes, she's trying to fight her feelings. Like, she's just instantly enamored with this kid, which I can't blame her. Man, yeah, and girls that I went to school with, they only watched that movie because of him. That's crazy, isn't it? I'd let him throw toilet paper at me. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I'd let him throw powdered donuts at me. Well, <laughs> I even can't get off worse, that. look, she can't even just be creeping a little bit. She climbs up on yeah, the Yeah, she gets on the damn rack. And knocks everything over, pulls that whole rack of hostess down on top of her. Uh-huh. And uh Awkward way to meet somebody, but Yeah, that's the first time she interacts with him. She's like, Hey, laying in a pile <laughs> of um, like hostess. Yeah, and... she's got ho hos, ding dongs, twinkies. She's got like cream pies around her. Some That's of them coffee cakes. There's a lot of swirls. innuendos going on <laughs> around. Or just the cupcakes and lovely treats I like. How come you had to go with ho ho, ding dong, cream pies? How are you going to pick all those to start? I said cupcakes too, somewhere in there. Okay. There are donut gems, all kinds of stuff there. Donut gems. <laughs> That's what she was eating. Oh, Stop hating. <laughs> oh, ew. <laughs> okay. So we've met Devin Sawa and they think this is it. We've got, we've got our man. And so they. He's the top QB too. He's the other team wanted him even. They take him back to their practice Mm -hmm. and uh, Kevin catches wind that they have this kid. That's really good. He has to go check it out. (laughs) And then his little lackey. What is his name? Butts. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. (laughs) I just, I couldn't tell if that's what he was saying or buzz. Saying it butts. might be Buzz, but I like Butts better. I we'll like go with Butts, that. too. <laughs> They're trying to run a... They are just peeking in, trying to figure out why that kid is playing quarterback for them. Yeah, they're he hiding should be a cowboy. across the street with binoculars, and one of the kids notices them being watched. Yeah, the nerd kid that's like kind of the playmaker. He's the off- I guess you could consider him the offensive coordinator, really. He comes up with their whole scheme. Yeah, he got talked into working with the football team just to come up with plays and stuff. Not to actually play, of right. course. No, 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 no. He, <laughs> he wouldn't had, have done that. He had no desire for that. No. Uh, he kind of reminds me of the kid from... You're going to say Little Rascals, aren't you? Boy Meets World. It is the kid from Boy Meets World, isn't it? No. No, because that's the kid from Little Rascals. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The kid yeah. that has this ginormous super Dang soaker it. i can't think of his name it'll come to me and i'll get i'll be annoyed anyway yeah it makes me think of him but not as nerdy i guess <laughs> wait a second i think that is megan i think the kid from little no. giants is definitely in boy meets world no way it is not the same kid i'm there were too many kids it. that had that look though <laughs> that's what sucks matthew mccurley is who played him what he looks so different 
No, he was not in Boy Meets World. I beg to differ. <laughs> you got to tell me who it was. Uh, who played in Boy Meets World? Yeah. What is the kid's name? Is it Eugene? No. See, I'm going to, I'm mad because I can hear them saying his, uh, Minkus. Mingus. Yes, I couldn't think of his freaking name. That's it. Yeah, that's him. And if I go in here and find him, I'm going to tell you it is not the same guy. Well, hurry up. I'm I'd like to him. get back to talking about Little Giants. <laughs> I just put you on the spot. I know. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Look, they don't even have him in like the normal cast. So weird. Well, he was only in a couple episodes. I don't remember him being a part of the main cast. I really only remember him from like the first season. Uh, I don't know, The man. Water Gun War. I don't know what Minkus's real name is, but it's not the same kid. For sure <laughs> not the same. There. That is not the same kid. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I, you're right. I am correct. I, I said maybe. I didn't say you were. <laughs> anyway, we got off topic. <laughs> All right, so he notices that they're being watched by Kevin O'Shea. And he tells Danny, who goes and makes fake phone call to the police and acts like an elderly woman, saying, there's some men across the street watching these little boys. It wouldn't wouldn't be that bad if they weren't just standing around in their underwear. Yeah, parading around in their underwear. Um, I don't think they should be parading around their underwear around kids like that. (laughs) And then he has the cowboy kid pretend to cry in the place. Uh, Please hurry. (laughs) You know what else is fun about that? Uh I love the part where uh, they're doing this. They're spying around, but then they're like, we're going to go uh, get the the board so they can show the uh, super secret play. Mm-hmm. And Buzz is talking about all the kids and what they're oh. doing on the field. And then, the quarterback's O'Neal, not even there. Yeah. Ed O'Neill's like just standing there. And he's just looking at him like he's dumb. He's like, they're standing around, butts. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I laugh at that every time I hear it. I don't remember all the things he said, but he's like, this person's standing over here and this one's upfield uh-huh. and these people are downfield. And the quarterback's not even there. <laughs> they're standing around, butts. <laughs> so dumb. Um, so he gets arrested <laughs> and he oh, tells he his shamed. wife, he's like, I'm on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't know what happened first, but made him, per- it made it personal. Yeah, now he's mad. He's like, he didn't even call local police. He called state police. (laughs) This is on. Um, So now he decides this is like war. But we're not done. There's one more kid that comes into play. And they catch wind that there's a new kid in town. Both the O'Shea's. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because it's the old guys at the diner. They call yeah, both the O'Shea's. Yeah, because everything happens to that freaking diner. Yeah. Which that diner was awesome. Old man just sitting around stirring up drama all day. That's Listening all they have to Listening to the do. Mavericks. <laughs> so two different guys call each of the O'Shea brothers and say, hey, there's a new kid. You got to go the get him. Yeah. So then they both take off racing to get this child, which you have Kevin and his Camaro or whatever it is. It's um, uh, Yeah, I think it might have been a vet. It was a convertible of sorts. Yeah, I think it was a Corvette. And Danny and this little... It was a I moped. Yeah, homemade little car thing. No, it wasn't a moped. It was like a... Um, Not a moped. It's just like a... Shoot, what is it? I guess you could just call it like a a go-kart. Kind of. It was a go... They call it a go-kart, Yeah. Yeah. Um, got them big mud and tires on it and stuff. Yeah. Which is how he's able to get there before Kevin. Cause he can slip past the train, tra- the train arms man <laughs> by riding under them. That train was really close too. That's what was scary. Terrifying. Don't try that at home kids ever. <laughs> um, and he ends up getting there first. Danny does. And he gets to meet spike where here's His spikes. Dad. This is the one thing I don't understand. 
Spike's dad shows up and he says, are you Coach O'Shea? And you can see the look on Danny's face. And are you sure that's what he said? Are you Coach O'Shea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't say it with the, the accent. You got to say it with that inflection. But Danny does pause. Head! And he thinks about it for a second. He says, yes, I'm Coach O'Shea. He didn't clarify which O'Shea, though. So... How does this guy, who is like a huge football fan, he's been raising his kid from the womb to play football, right. doesn't recognize O'Shea? I don't know, because he Cause also he goes around like, looking like he's Dollar Tree Terminator. <laughs> he says he's like his biggest fan, and he's followed him, and I don't know. Maybe he didn't actually see what he looked like. Maybe he only saw his play on the field. I guess. I just thought that was very strange. I don't know. I couldn't answer it to you. He's like, you look a lot shorter than I remember. That's what they all thought. Yeah, I don't know. He had to come back. He had, he had a reasoning why. Well, his son Spike comes out carrying a refrigerator on his back. He's supposed to be like 12. <laughs> Spike, honestly, like he was a monster. I don't remember anybody going through school that looked like that. No. What the? Like <laughs> that kid was had terrifying. Had the perfect flat top. He had a, he had a, uh, a cap tooth. In the front, that was popular in the '90s. I mean, like you had the LJ. I thought Larry he had Johnson. like full-on braces. Maybe it was Heck just no, caps. It was a, he had a straight silver tooth in the front. Oh, mm, that's true. I guess. Um, so Spike is terrifying, and mm-hmm. Danny recruits him. I just love the dad talking about how he uh, rubs his his hamstrings at night with evaporated milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gross give me that <laughs> i say that a lot he was pushing a pig skin around with his head when he was what, six months six old, months old. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid um anyway danny recruits him and the first thing spike says when he shows up is i'm in peewee hill <laughs> mm-hmm. um, spike don't play with girls yeah and then icebox shows up and he's like absolutely no i don't i don't play with girls Except he refers to himself in third person the whole the time. The whole time. Yeah. But he's being pushed as like the prodigy. Everybody yeah. keeps talking about how, what they compare him to? Oh, if he was a trophy trout, he wouldn't be one you would ever consider throwing back. Yeah. Well, Spike's dad gets wise pretty quick and finds out that he has been duped and lied mm-hmm. to and shows up to pick his son up from practice. With Kevin. Yes. Um. And that's when Danny tells him, he's like, you, you I just never asked. Said I, I only said I was Coach O'Shea. Yeah, you didn't, didn't ask if I was Kevin. Kevin. Uh, which is true. He was, he is technically Coach O'Shea. Spike um, had to learn their playbook in a day. That's true. So he did, Spike did get to practice with them some. It did not go well. Um, he's just destroying the kids and like purposefully seeking out Icebox to just wreck right. her. And, and you can tell right away he doesn't like Junior at all. No. He calls him pretty boy, I think, at least twice during the same little section of that movie. Mm-hmm. But Kevin comes to rescue him and take him to play for the Cowboys. Yeah, so he has to learn their playbook in a day. Yeah. And now we're getting down to the wire. So the kids are, they're worried they're going to get crushed, which... They should be. I mean, that is uh, that is That's fair. realistic. Yeah. And now that they don't have Spike, they're like, there's no way we're going to win. He's like, no, man, we got this. And this okay. is also where you have like this little romantic uh, gesture that goes on between Junior and Becky. 
Yeah. Who's Icebox? She's she still hasn't forgotten the crush about Junior. Like right. it's still it's kind still, of weighing on her. Um, but now she's starting to realize since talk. Oh, because I guess you have the little part and there's this coming come to Jesus moment with Kevin in that in diner. the diner. This is where. I talked to you about this earlier. I truly think this was self-serving for yeah, the most part. Yeah, it was sabotaging. Part. Yeah, because she confides in her. It's still her uncle, even though this is the guy she's supposed to be playing up against. It's still her uncle, and she trusts him, and she's like, do you think I'm pretty? And he tells her no. And she gets like super sad, and he said, I think you're beautiful. Because they have this whole conversation of she's like, you know. A great athlete, but, you know, other... I want to be a pretty wanna, girl. Yeah. Right. They don't want, they don't want to date teammates. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he tells her. And he kind of plants a seed where he's like, you know, if you have a crush on this boy, he doesn't want to date his teammate. Right. He wants a pretty a girl. Yeah. A cheerleader type. And so I, I do, I believe that he does care for his niece. Yes, yeah. but I do believe that comment of you're not pretty, you're beautiful was a self-serving comment to kind of like seal the deal. Yeah, just from watching it as a little kid, I'm still, I don't know, I'm. it's hard not to be 50-50 on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he was being genuine, but he was also, I guess you could also say it was very self-serving. Well, and growing up, I was kind of tomboyish. And no, just I, I. I was talking about myself. Oh, I identified with it just because I was a tomboy girl. I didn't Mm -hmm. do cheerleading. I was outside riding my bike and playing football in the backyard. And Mm -hmm. I played baseball and softball. And I was never like the pretty girl. I was always like friends with the guys, which sounds, I hate girls that say that now, but it's true. Growing up just as a little kid, most of my friends were guys. That's just who we hung out with in the neighborhood. So I kind of felt that on, I was like, I had crushes too. And they're like, no (laughs) you're like my friend no thank you so i felt that that was like a a hard moment for her because she had to completely flip her personality if she had to become something she's not yeah either keep doing what she loves or completely change who she is to potentially date this kid right it's not even for certain either no like junior even says like if he was going to kiss somebody he'd want to be somebody and then she says like her cousin yeah which i can't even think of her name debbie debbie i think it was debbie Debbie. yeah um so it comes down to the big game now we're, we're coming back full circle practice is over it's time to hit the big game and becky isn't there and the boys are panicking they're like where's becky at that's because she walks in with a cheerleading outfit and on. And that stuns everybody silent. Mm-hmm. Even Which, Junior. Junior's like... Her dad kind of knew that was probably going to happen because the night before... He gave he, her back he, he caught her walking in with the cheerleading outfit and he told her... they have, And that's when they have that moment as well where you kind of talk about her mom. Where she was she's, torn too. She's like, you know, when I was little, mom used to call me her little princess and I'm your little fullback and I don't want to be the fullback. I want to be the princess. princess Yeah. And so her dad tells her, do what you want to do. Yes. So he was not surprised, but all the kids are shocked and upset because they're like, we're definitely dead now. We can't play this game. Um and in the first half, it kind of looks that way. They probably shouldn't have played the game because they are getting just stomped. They also started that 
right before the game, like the Cowboys weren't talking mess. All they were doing was getting ready to go into their prayer huddle and all that. <laughs> and Shut up, Jesus Giants, Christ! <laughs> yeah, the little Giants started started the boom. Oh yeah, they did start banging on the vents and stuff, mm-hmm. talking trash to them. Mm-hmm. Getting them all hyped up, which I, I mean, had to hold Spike back like a freaking rabid dog. <laughs> they Spike! Did, <laughs> <laughs> they did go in with a good attitude. Like, even though they probably shouldn't have been talking smack to them beforehand, yeah. at least they like were hyping themselves up right. to go out there and play, only to get just absolutely destroyed in the first half. Yeah, it was not pretty. That first half, they they didn't even gain a yard. Yeah, as a, I mean, that's embarrassing. As a kid, you don't even want to go back out there. Once they got in the locker room, they're like, we are not stepping back out on that field to get made fun of and be embarrassed anymore. Like, we are done. A big moment comes out of that, though. Because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of any movie about an underdog or any story about an underdog. Like, I love when that happens in sports. Uh-huh. Someone comes out of nowhere and does the impossible. That's why Little Giants is a good movie to me. Yeah. Because it's, it's the story you've heard your whole life david versus goliath mm-hmm. and there's just going to be that one time where david can beat goliath or oh, he did yeah. not smart goliath rick moranis talk to them about even if you get knocked down if you fight someone a hundred times and you get knocked down 99 times there's still one time that right. you can win and it's like ah oh, that's what they needed even though i don't think becky has come no she it, didn't come back yet they go back on the field with this new like the they were they're, renewed yeah their spirit was yeah their spirits were raised yes you had like danny tell that story about that them racing as kids down cherry hill yeah and all the other kids are like that's a really dangerous hill right and they were racing it every day and there was one time where danny just flat beat him and it reminds the kids of all the other times there was one time they did something that their friends didn't Brave. do or that their siblings didn't do or I'm the only person who, where did the, the one nerdy kid with glasses, he's like, I'm the only oh, one in my family who didn't throw up. Yeah, went on a fishing trip. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like nothing dangerous. And I he's didn't like, throw up. <laughs> we went on a fishing trip. <laughs> that was so the funny. One, Zoltex talking about how he uh, competed against his brothers in the turd toss. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. Anyway, the kids get back out <laughs> on the field and they're ready to go. And the Cowboys can see it. And they're yes. like... Oh, look, they're still stomping them. The Cowboys are still beating the Little Giants. And, and the Little Giants get the they ball to start the one, half. one one yard. And that's all they needed. And immediately, Spike's dad is like, nope, we got to shut this down now. It turned the tide of the game. Mm-hmm. So they can't even, t- they don't want to just beat them. They want to destroy the Little yes. Giant. Well, at least Spike and his dad do. And this is also where the nerd kid, that's the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Because prior to this, too, they got to meet John Madden and the football players. Oh, That's yeah. what really gets them ready for the game and brings them back together. John Madden tells them, you know, it's all about the underdogs. Once they come together, they become a family. That's yeah. what a football team is. That's why John Madden's the best football coach that's ever lived. Yeah. What was the comment he made? He's like, I... He had a bunch of guys on his team that nobody wanted. Yes. And then they were capable of doing anything because they believed in each other. Mm-hmm. So they won it all. They do. They have this kind of roller coaster of emotion, the little giants do, mm-hmm. of thinking they can do it and they just have one little setback and it completely derails them and right. they have to have something kind of bring them back it up. It was losing so. Spike. Mm-hmm. Losing Spike made them turn on each other. Yeah. 
because they realize now they're going to have to face him instead of being with him. Right. Because they already see, know what he's capable of. Yes. But um, Spike and his dad at the game, they're ticked because the little giants gain a single yard, which is so stupid. And in his dad play. tells him to go ahead and just knock Junior out. Like, they've got to knock out their, their strongest player. And that's Junior at this time. So Attacks Spike, him in the back. Yeah. Hits him after, I think, the play's over. The play and he, was ruled dead. Mm-hmm. And he uh, charges him anyway. Mm-hmm. And ends up hurting his leg, I think. Uh, his His ribs. arm. Or, yeah, something. He hits he him. He tackled him right through the back and went under, up and under his rib cage. Mm-hmm. It's an intentional, it's an intentional foul. And this is one moment where you actually see, even though Kevin is a jerk and hyper-masculine and all about winning. He doesn't play dirty to win. Yeah, that ticked him off. And he's like, if you and your kid pull one more stunt like that, you're done. Yeah, you can walk. I want to win, but I don't want to win like that. And it's like, okay, don't make me start to like you for some, like, you've already annoyed (laughs) me up to this point. But he's he's like, we can beat them. Why do we have to play dirty we're already beating them. Why are you doing right. that? Which is kind of my thought. Like, and this is where things really start to pick up for him. This is like the John Madden type of offense from back in the day. Mm-hmm. That kid studied a lot of things about John Madden's way of coaching. Mm-hmm. So it's flipping your playbook the whole second half. Yeah. So that's what they did. They ran a play the very next play after mm-hmm. gaining a yard to the real little kid. I can't do the unexpected. It. Yes. Just a, a short route, but it ended up gaining a Rad lot of... Rad Tad, I think, was his nickname or something like that. Yeah, Tad yeah, Rad. yeah, Tad. So they do that run play where it's a it's a fake and then it's a handoff. And he just scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So now things start turning up. Well, um, after Junior's hurt, that's when Becky's finally had enough. And she's like, you know what? I got to get in there. I got to help my team. Yes, and, and they needed her on offense because they were struggling against Spike. Yeah. Spikes was the running back. Yeah. So Becky ends up putting her pom-poms down and she goes and gets her jersey and her helmet and comes on the field still in her cheerleading skirt. And once again, Spike loses his mind because he he doesn't want to play with girls. So now in in Icebox, Becky knew that going in that she was going to be the next target, but she was just so like amped up because she just saw mm-hmm. Junior get hurt that she's willing to take on Spike just to prove I guess a avenge point. him too. Yeah. So she gets out on the field and Spike immediately Kevin has... knew it too. He's like he's like that's my niece and yeah. she's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and so the game continues to play out and the kids, now that they've got Becky back, they're they're definitely amped up. They think they've they've got this sealed. And they do. They start just play by play, slowly building the game back up and gaining momentum. They see the taxi pull up and then uh Johnny, whose dad wasn't who had been kinda absent from him. That's right. The kid is so dad. They decide is never they're gonna home. run a run play and they're like, Where am I supposed to run? And go they're all like to him. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts running through kids. Yeah, they keep they used what started as the kids' weaknesses in the beginning mm-hmm. as their strength now. So you kind of see how all of them have changed and evolved in these last couple of weeks. And right, like uh, the little kid, the real little kid, Jake. Uh-huh. He becomes really aggressive, and he's he's out there to play and win. He played really, and he played good. Uh huh. He never gave up. Anytime he tried to go for a tackle, he held on. His mom getting hyped in his hands going. <laughs> When he brought down Spike? <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, 
but yeah, you get to see each kid, you know, whatever they struggled with in the getting there, um, improved on now and they get to use it to help, uh, bring the Cinderella story full circle. I love when Jake gets on Spike's back to try to bring him down Uh huh. and Spike starts yelling, get off of me. And he, and Jake's like, you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> and then he brings him right down to the ground. Mm-hmm. But like any true Cinderella story, the little giants do get the winning play and they beat them, which at this point at halftime, four when, seconds left. Yeah. At halftime, they were down 21, nothing. The O'Shea brothers actually had a conversation that, or it may have been at the very beginning of the, they changed the, they changed the bet on the second half. Yeah. Cause they got mad and he told me, he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not just going to win this. I I'm going to bet the gas station on it. Danny tells his older brother, like I'll mm-hmm. put my, my car business lot. on the line. And Kevin says, fine, I'll do the car lot. And whoever wins gets both. So when it comes down to it, the little giants do end up winning the game. And one of the biggest things about that at towards the end mm-hmm. is, um, the little girl from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. is now a uh, junior's mom. Oh, Danny's crush. She tells Danny right. that she thinks that Kevin's going to run the play that won him the Heisman. Yeah. And so Danny remembers the play, remembered how to, how to defend it. Mm-hmm. So he calls a big play yeah. to stop it. And then Kevin realizes it all, all at once that they know the, they play. Know the play and it's too late. It's the, yeah, the play's already, already in already, motion. Already, yep. And, uh, so they know exactly because, of course, they give Spike the ball because he's going to be the one to trample through all of them. Mm-hmm. But he didn't anticipate all the kids being there to take him down. And yeah, and he does not cross the, the plane. He doesn't get across the plane. No, because it becomes a thing where they have to stop, stop the clock and all that to pull everybody off. Mm-hmm. And Spike fell short. Yep. The best thing about that is when the defense broke. This is where it starts getting about the sports. I know. The play is it's supposed to be a cross route where the ball comes right to Spike and Spike's able to run it in and he has blocking on one one side solid. Uh-huh. They they switch their defense to to stop that run coming from the block side. Uh-huh. So when they collapse in, they were able to see Spike and Spike sees the wall so he has to cut back. So he only has one option, he has to get in going the way Becky's coming or he isn't getting in. Right. And Becky stops him at the goal line. Yeah. Him and Becky collide like midair and yeah. she stops him short like inches from the, the goal line. Yeah. That movie caused a lot of trick plays to be brought to the NFL too. That yeah. doesn't get brought up a lot, but that movie caused a lot of things to change for football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> the play that ends the movie. Uh-huh. Which was inspired by John Madden. Yes. He tells him that. <laughs> uh, and it does. It ends the movie. But Danny is too nice of a guy. So when him and Kevin get back together, I mean, Kevin admits his defeat. And he said, you know, you won fair and square. <laughs> but him and Danny agree that no one's taking the others. They're not going to lose their businesses. And Danny says he just wants one thing. There's only one thing he ever really wanted. And then it pans up to the water tower. And you see it go from Kevin O'Shea to the O'Shea O'Shea Brothers. Brothers. Home of the O'Shea Brothers. And that's all he ever really wanted. And Danny being the bigger man and the kids being good kids Mm -hmm. say the Cowboys can come to the Giants. 
Yeah, they want to make one big team instead of right. having all those other kids lose out on the season. So it's a good thing they won. Right. They did the right thing. Friendship and family and love and Danny. Underdogs. Yeah. I love the underdog stories. It's just stories. an underdog story, but... That... I am a sucker for an underdog story. <laughs> that finishes out Little Giants. It is a good movie. It's a fun, lighthearted movie that... It's a good kids movie, mm-hmm. but it's also a good movie if you like sports movies. Like yeah. I, like a lot of people will tell me about Rocky and stuff. I'm like, I know I like Rocky. Yeah. I like Little Giants too. I liked Little Giants more than I did Rocky as a kid. It's a, it's the same story. It's overcoming the odds mm-hmm. and then proving you could do something no one sees possible. See, and I'm not even that big of a sports person. I do like to watch it, but I don't get super into sports. And this is still a fun movie to watch. Yes. For me. It so. really is. It's got fun parts in it. It's got good uh-huh. acting. It has a lot of things to enjoy about it. Yeah. And for all ages, which is absolutely the best part. I agree with that. But I think now you could probably hit us with some trivia. Trivia. Okay. That's going to be you. All right. <laughs> so don't look so at me. <laughs> the original teams picked for this movie weren't even going to be the Giants or the Cowboys. The Cowboys were picked because of being they were the red hot team of the '90s. They were America's team. Mm-hmm. Won three Super Bowls in the '90s. Uh, Emmett Smith, who was like he was the guy in the, in, in football. Uh huh. The running back who's also in Little Giants. Yeah. The teams that were supposed to be picked for the movie because the guys wrote for uh, ESPN that wrote the movie they were writing they uh had been writing scripts right. for commercials for espn uh-huh. the two teams were supposed to be notre dame and usc one of the oldest rivalries in football that was supposed to be the two teams the kids teams yes hmm. they were going to be the irish and the trojans and they were going to rock the notre dame colors and uh the usc trojan colors so would that have that would have changed the name of the movie then right Plus, I don't know how, like, who would be who. I would hope, because I'm a Notre Dame fan, uh-huh. that the Giants are going to be the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> like, in my heart, like, I'll never, like somebody can try to tell me otherwise, and I'll just be like, nah, that's a lie. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but they got cold feet about it, too, because Rudy had just come out the year before. Oh, yeah, that's kind of... And if you've seen Rudy, Rudy is a good movie. <laughs> and Rudy is not a good... I take that back. It's not a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. I cried that movie. <laughs> I'll admit it. Every I, time every time it comes to the final play of that movie, uh-huh. I cry. <laughs> I have no shame saying it. Um, I've seen parts of Rudy, but I, I don't know if... Another I'm, underdog story. I may have seen it just one time, like in enti- the entire movie. I love Rudy. That's one of my all-time favorite movies, all time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what decade, what genre, it's, it's, it's there. Huh. There's well, what a, else you got for me? Uh, remember how we were talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yes. He was the original pick for the movie. See? Him and Devin Sawa are just too... Mm-hmm. In that time, they, that era. They backed out because they felt he was too short. He's kind of a short yes. guy. And also, something I really didn't know, they were worried about how much they would have to pay him. Because by that time, he's getting Disney money. Yeah. And home improvement money. He was becoming a star. Right. Well, Devin Sawa had done... He didn't do Casper yet. 
No, that's true. That didn't come out till a couple years later. Devin Sawa wasn't even like that that known yet. Yeah, I guess. There's just there's a couple really cool things about it. A lot of things really focus on Becky. She mm-hmm. got heat stroke filming this movie. Oh. Because I guess a couple of days out there, it just got really hot. Uh-huh. And she tried to tell them, I really need to come off the field. She says she remembers being on the field and then the grass was as tall as her face. She just hit the ground. Oh, yikes. <laughs> That's uh, not good. Yeah. Uh, the writers for this movie took over a year to write it and they had to fight all kinds of people on getting the script out of ESPN's hands. Huh. <laughs> Steven yeah. Spielberg approached them about directing it even. Okay. I mean, yeah. Because he loved some of the ESPN commercials and thought these guys were really good writers. He asked to read the script and I guess fell in love with it. But once again, it comes upon, we can't pay you what you're expecting to right. do something Spielberg's like name is way right. too big. <laughs> He's synonymous. He's the, probably the single greatest director of all time. I mean, I don't know if putting his name on something would have sold more. Oh my God. Yeah, it would have. Yes, it would have. That's what I'm saying. They were afraid to pay him that much, but they could have made their money back though. I feel like if Spielberg's name was on it. There's all kinds of cool stuff about this movie. It just, a lot of things took a long time for this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ed O'Neill, he was handpicked for this movie because he had dreams of being a pro football player. Uh-huh. Uh, right out of school, he went to a, a pretty big college and played and was really good. He got drafted into the NFL by oh. the Pittsburgh Steelers. They picked him up. I guess they didn't draft him. They signed him, uh-huh. but he didn't make the roster. He got he was like one of the last two people cut, oh. which sucks because we wouldn't have the dad from married with children. I say then did he just go straight into acting when football fell through? It took a couple years, but he found something to land on and it was acting. Hmm. They thought he had a really good look, so they went with him. Yeah. <sighs> the directors said they didn't want any kids from Hollywood. They got all the kids out of the Midwest. They said because the Midwest breeds real kids. How cool so, is that? Was this Devin Sawa's first movie then? Because he... I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. Because huh. all the other kids came from the Midwest. They went and saw these kids playing around like uh-huh. uh, parks and stuff like that, playing uh, just like backyard basketball, football, and stuff like that. And they just asked him, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And, or at least audition. I mean, that is cool because it does help you identify more with the kids, I think, than if you were to see a bunch of A-listers because it's like, that's not real. That doesn't... Right. It'd be harder to connect with the character. Uh, they met Shauna Waldron, who plays Icebox. Uh-huh. Uh, she became a pick right away to be Icebox. They loved her from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the director, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah. It's Durn- D.D. Yeah. yeah. His daughter was like a big time athlete in California. Uh-huh. And he based his icebox off of her because she's a tomboy and she wasn't getting to play sports because even at that time, you know, girls couldn't play certain sports is how right. people viewed it. Yeah. But we've moved past that now. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot of dangerous pranks got pulled on the kids by other by the other kids uh-huh. during filming because they would have to do like, uh, I guess you could call it like in-class studying. 
studying where they would film and then there was one school dedicated to them so they could get studying in uh, but like stuff happened with like firecrackers and like some dangerous stuff uh-huh. that certain people don't want to talk about even to today oh <laughs> e. okay i the big thing for me was uh jake he got involved in a bad accident playing soccer where his wrist got broken all my all the way up to his elbow Ooh. Yeah. So there's part of the movie you'll know, and I'll never not notice it. At the beginning of the game, he has short sleeves. Uh huh. There's whole second half of the movie, he's got long sleeves because they had to figure out a way to cover up his cast. Oh, he got hurt during filming. Uh, no, they were taking a break. Uh huh. And they decided they're just going to play soccer. Well, that's what I meant. Like it was, it was while they were filming yes. the movie. Uh, Devin Sawa wasn't the original junior during filming, but it's never been released who was. Huh. But he was not liked coming on to set. Another Midwest kid? Yeah. I assume. They were not, like, uh, the kids were not happy about him taking the place. Well, I mean, if you don't... I know a little bit about working with coworkers that don't like, so I can feel that. <laughs> I can get behind <laughs> that. The director, actually, he came up with the... The play, The Annexation of Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Like, he, it's a play he's designed for the movie. And now, because of that, like, mm-hmm. a lot of NFL offenses and defenses have started thinking outside the box. And now the NFL's kind of works out now. he worked with ESPN, right? Not the director. The two writers. Oh, okay. Because I wondered how they convinced John Madden... And some of the football players to yeah. make appearances in the movie. I take that back. I think Dwayne Dunham, it's Dwayne Dunham, right? Something, yeah. I would, I, I know it's Dee Dee. Yes, Dwayne Dunham is the one that came up with the play, not the guys from ESPN. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Ed O'Neill, uh, his whole character, it's based off of uh, Mike Ditka. Which oh. now I, I can only see Mike Ditka when I look at him in the movie. <laughs> the short shorts with the jacket that's like a, like a windbreaker zipped up. Got the slick back hair, wearing shades a lot. Did he always chew gum like a cow? Yes. God, that is the most annoying thing about him is how he just like... Wearing gum. a whistle for no reason. <laughs> just just in case. <laughs> yes, that's Mike Ditka. Well. <laughs> that's, a, I, that's all I really got for trivia. That's cool, though. That's fun stuff. I really like that they got inspiration from a real coach to use for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's fun to see kind of how the movie came to be, especially when you find out movies that started with certain character or certain actors that right. disappear, things like that always interest me. Cause I wondered how much differently the movie could have turned out if Steven Spielberg would have had his name on it. Um, There's a lot of things. If Jonathan Taylor Thomas would have been linked to it. Yeah. How much, like, Again, it was there. They were afraid they couldn't pay that kind of money, but the turnaround probably would have been a lot better if they had those names on it. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we can rate it now if that's all the I'm ready. Got. Okay. Rewatchability. Um, this is this is gonna sound really bad, but okay. I'm going to give it a three. See, I was leaning. Uh-huh. I had to. I have to want to watch this movie to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a. I'll give it a three and a half, 
because I think every fall I watch this movie, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, I don't even watch it every fall. It's just, I think one of those you do have to be in the mood, but also because it is a more lighthearted children's movie, it's now, not something I just throw on. You know? I'm looking forward to Jordan getting bigger because now I know she, this is, I think this will be a movie she watches a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've seen enough Toy Story for a lifetime, so. <laughs> That's why I moved into Sonic. She's really into Sonic right now. <laughs> I wonder if she even remembers Garfield. Oh, I'm sure she, she does. watched a lot of Garfield there in the beginning. Anyway, yeah, it's just being a kid's movie. It's not something I throw on as often. So that's the only reason I would give it a three. It's also a movie that I have to be in the mood for. Right. Even though I do enjoy it, it's just not something I watch very often. I'm going to say I do watch it at least once a year. Every football season. Pretty close. Yeah. But still, it's going to be a three. Three and a half, I think, fair. Three for me. Okay, well, then the next thing we're going to rate it on is its legacy. Legacy. It's kind of a it's a, a weird one to... Yeah, because really, I think it's really for people... Like, our generation remembers it more than anybody else. Yeah. It's a hard movie to find to buy. Yeah. That really hurts things long term. I also think it's kind of the great value... Of the Cinderella stories, because like you said, there's a ton of underdog stories, Cinderella story. Even even have like movies like The Sandlot and stuff that came out during that time. I think it's more recognized in this movie. Yeah, not really spawned because of this movie. It just, it's one of many. Right. And you had a lot of great sports movies come out in the 90s. Yeah. I just don't think it, it, I don't know. Because if you did see it as a kid, you do like it. I also don't think this movie got pushed. I think it no. just got released. <sighs> Man, I know what, like, initially I wanted to say, and I feel really bad saying it. I know. I, I'm I'm going to give it a three and a half, too. I was going to give it a two. Really? Yeah, I'm going pretty low on it. Just because I don't think it spawned anything unique. And I, I think for me, I don't know how lasting it is. I don't know many people that just talk about little giants, you know, I've had people ask me if I own it so they can show it to their kids. Mm-hmm. So I think once it leaves my generation and your generation, I think this movie will fade. Unless you have children, Unless it's you probably have children not going to really like it. Yeah. That's what I'm going low on this one. Another thing that gets forgotten is Rick Moranis left acting, so his movies don't get pushed. Mm-mm. I mean, he's in Ghostbusters, but that also has like Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Right. It's not because of right, Rick Moranis. Be- yeah. And people that love like Sigourney Weaver, like she was in Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel bad doing that because I do I like do it. Too. This I do too. Is- that's two, three and a halfs for me, but... And I fought giving it just a three mm-hmm. on that second one. Well, then the last thing we're going to rate it on is, um, I don't even know what we call it. <laughs> just like the look of it, the soundtrack. Aesthetic, the, the music yeah, and all that. Yeah. I happen to really like the music. I think it's very uplifting. I love some of the bands they chose for it. They chose the Mavericks, who oh. were a total 90s like country band. Uh-huh. And their music really fits in it. Every time you go to the diner, there's music's playing in it. Yeah. It is. I mean, there's no denying it's a 90s movie. If you're familiar yes. with 90s fashion and just. It's a time capsule movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. And the music was good. It 
it is kind of that like dopey kids music i don't know how else to explain <laughs> just like the the non-licensed music you know what i'm saying sure <laughs> uh i also love the look of the small town yeah i love how everything looks with the leaves and all that there's the part when the cop drives around the night before the game and he's like over his speaker on the car saying oh good night everybody and good luck at the game tomorrow what there's no neighborhood that does that i think they're reminding the whole town that that game's happening it is but i mean i don't know any small town the closest, the closest we ever got to the, something like that was watching eastbound and down Oh, no, that's uh, <laughs> quite the opposite. I La feel like. They got to tell people to come to the game. Yeah. No, it's just that, that I've never seen, but I've also ne never lived in a very small, quaint town. So right. maybe it happens somewhere, but I've never actually seen that happen. And that was a very small town, mm -hmm. but everything about it looked really nice. Yeah. Like even the, I, the Kevin O'Shea memorial stadium thing they had like oh, yeah. out there it was really nice yeah he had and he had two statues dedicated to him one at the football field and one at the park where the kids had the tryouts yeah well as far as aesthetics go i'll give it a four that's mm -hmm. pretty good i'll give it a four I like the look of it and stuff. I just went with my heart on that one. So I think overall, on average, what I would give this movie, just as everything all lumped into one, is a solid three. Yeah, even like trying to average it all out, I still think a 3.6 infinity is too much. <laughs> I'll say a three, 3.5. 3. No. Oh, John. Why I'm going to say a 3.0. 3.03 why are you like this why do you do this because i want to be i want to be fair and i think that that math is fair okay <laughs> I'm just there's, going there's with three of you out there somewhere that's like you know he right it's it's above a three but not as much as anybody would think oh my god <laughs> well I mean, for a movie I liked, I'm, I hate that I scored it as low as I did, but it is what it is. Um, right. You have to be realistic. I mean, being a fan's one thing, but talking about a movie's another. Yeah. Gotta be true. True to yourself and true to the movie. Don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be movies we're going to cover down the line that I'm in love with, but I can also admit when it's just garbage in right. certain places. So. And this is a movie, too, where I have met people that really hate it. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. They're nowhere, no one near my age. They're, like, younger than me. Yeah. But they're people that grew up with movies that I don't think are, are, are great. So, yeah. you know, it's just like a little conflict just because of what you grew up with. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't hate next week's movie because we're going to... Give you a little snippet now. And uh, ba -ba -ba -da -da. <laughs> I guess we'll call this episode done. Yeah. And I love talking about Little Giants. This is a good movie. I know. The next one's going to be interesting. So For us especially, uh, I was like. Uh, just check out this little snippet of next week's episode. And we'll see you guys next week. And enjoy your week. <laughs> Bye. So long.
next week on the Retro Club. The one part I remember watching with you, and I'll never. <laughs> I you know already, what you're going to say. You already know is the freaking tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you're just thinking about it and losing your mind. Oh my gosh. That part used to kill me. My mom, when we were little. Uh-huh. We would all be sitting in the room watching that, and none of us could breathe. And my mom smoked every soda. <laughs> oh my god! Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at Retro Club Pod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.